Round one was over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids sipped. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That was all started by a mouse. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines. Bunch of madness around here. Hello, and welcome everybody to the Disney Dads Podcast. We are three dads who love to talk about everything Disney. We will share with you our experiences, tips, and personal recommendations to make the most out of your Disney trip. The last few years, Hollywood Studios has been given the nickname as a half-day park. Many rides and attractions have gone by the wayside since opening day, May 1st, 1989, but we are anxiously awaiting the arrival of the new park expansion and rides. This week's episode, we want you to put on your imagination cap. Jason, Justin, and myself are going to tell you what we think will be the perfect ride for the new addition to the Toy Story area. I'm so excited to give my fantasy ride description this week. Jason, Justin, did you guys have as much fun thinking about this episode as I did? Yeah, I, was, I tell you, this was this one was a lot of fun, man. Uh, thanks for coming up with this idea because this was something that we kind of brought in our kids on. And I don't know about you guys, but anytime I get a chance to sit down with Riley and kind of hammer out ideas and, and hear her, what she would love to see, which a lot of times is not you know feasible as far as physics and and uh, laws of gravity and things like that but it's just fun it's fun to sit down with her so uh it was it was really good thanks for coming up with this and i'm excited to dive into it jason how about you mike i can't give you enough credit man i am super excited about this uh as soon as you came up with the idea my mind started going i immediately started you know we told to tuck the kids in bed and i'm like all right listen guys we've got a project coming up i want to drop some seeds so you know maybe not so smart turning on those uh, juices right before bed because then the mind starts going and you know everybody has different ideas and um, I had a lot of fun because you know not only incorporating what I wanted as a ride but when somebody comes up with an idea within the family no matter how off the wall of an idea it was I had so much fun implementing it and putting it in place and making it work and changing the whole scenario just so it would work just to get that final product. So everybody had a great time doing it and, and I'm thrilled, man. So I'm excited. Yeah, I'm real excited. Uh, I have a long commute to work every day and my mind, I, I, I'd get to work and I didn't even realize I was driving because I was thinking about this the whole time. Uh, my daughter was sick the last couple of days, so I got to spend some time with her. And we really brainstormed how we want our perfect ride to be. So uh, I'm really excited about this episode. Uh, Jason, why don't you tell us you know, what you guys wind up coming up with? Well, we are all going to board Woody's Railroad Rescue. And it's going to be a roller coaster ride. Now, I want you to picture this. As you step into the ride itself, it's going to be enclosed, much like Star Tours. Okay, you follow me? When you sit down, you will have your shoulder straps come down, and you will place your 3D glasses on. Now, as a cast member does this last final safety check, the doors are going to close. You're going to notice an immediate transformation into a fully immersive ride. Surrounding you is 360 degrees of high-definition, beautifully seamed 3D screens. So, going back to Star Tours, if you picture that, 
that's going to kind of be how the ride vehicle is going to set up, except it's not going to be a stationary ride. It's actually going to be on a roller coaster. All right. So do you guys remember the opening scene to Toy Story 3 when the trolls mm-hmm. are on the railroad? Okay. Picture that surrounding you everywhere that you you look, everywhere that you look. And you are screaming down the middle of the desert, and all of a sudden, out of the blue, in the corner, you notice the evil Dr. Porkchop. It's Mr. Evil Dr. Porkchop to you. (laughs) And he's coming in to attack. Now he's coming in hot, fast, and he's starting to get real low. And then all of a sudden, he drops the infamous barrel of monkeys. As they approach the train, just as they're getting ready to to get right on us and, and take over the train, we quick duck down into a cave in the middle of uh, the mountain range. And as we dip down, we're going to come right back up and we are going to be in Andy's room. Now as we come underneath his bed and, we, and, and we're starting to do a slow circle around Andy's room, we notice every little detail of Andy's room that we've loved. And we're also going to notice that the train tracks are made out of connects now. So as we do our slow loop, we do a small little dive back underneath his bed, and it's going to open up to the daycare. And everybody knows that this daycare is a place we really don't want to stay. As we're traveling through, in the distance, we see Lotso and Baby are sitting. And Lotso stands up, and he's got his cane, and he points over at at us as we're we're going past in the distance. And, And he says something, but we're not able to understand what he says because he's far away. And we notice that Baby gets a big grimace on its face, and it starts running at us. At that point, we're starting to dip down a little bit and go a little bit faster. As Baby is running, we can feel boom, boom. Boom, we can feel it getting closer and closer. And you can almost feel the wind from baby as it's trying to grab us and just miss us. As we dip underneath the cabinet and we come up and we're in Sid's backyard. Now, we all know that Sid is not a friend of any toy. In fact, he is uh, probably, in my opinion, the biggest nemesis to any toy because you can't get any worse than what he's done to these toys. And we see Sid kneeling down trying to light a firecracker with uh, what appears to be a book of matches, but they seem wet because he's getting frustrated. But attached to the firecracker is our friend Buzz, and it's taped to him. Well, Sid finally gets that match lit, and we get really close to him in the ride, so close that it blows the match out. And it takes Sid by surprise, and he stumbles back a little bit. Now, when he stumbles back, he knocks Buzz over, and it's just enough to jar the tape where Buzz is able to get a hand free and unwind the tape and get off of and get the firecracker away from him. And he jumps on top of our train, and you can hear him banging on top of the train to let us know that he's there. Just as Sid is, is standing up to try to tra- chase us down, 
We dive down super fast underneath Sid's fence. We hit grass. Grass is going everywhere. You can almost smell the grass. And we come up and we're back in the desert and we're pulling into town. And if we look to either side of us, we see our, our Toy Story friends that are visiting the town, our Toy Story friends that are, are living in the western town. And they're waving at us and they're happy to see us. And we pull into the depot and Buzz jumps off of the top onto the depot. Woody comes running up. Woody's thanking you for, for saving Buzz. And then all of a sudden, Woody says, Hey, there's a snake in my boot. And just as he does that, and a snake comes flying out, you get a of air, lights come on, and the ride's over. And that's my ride, guys. Nice. I like that. I like anything you're going to bring into a roller coaster, screens, you got it all going on. I like that a lot. So, Justin, what are you thinking your uh, ride's going to be? Well, for, before I want to jump into mine, I want to do, I want to pull back the curtain a little bit on on the Disney Dads podcast because Mike and I both received a message in the wee early uh, morning hours this morning <laughs> of, of of Jason going, "I'm going first. And, and now I know why because uh, he's uh, he's taken a lot of great ideas, but mine is a little bit different. Full disclosure, and I, full disclosure to our fans. We had no idea what other ideas were. So this is all, the first time you're hearing this is the first time we're hearing this. So if any of these things sound the same, it's because we're starting to share the same brain. Uh, this has nothing to do. We didn't conspire who was going to. This was completely new to us. So everything we're hearing is just coincidence. I'm just happy you asked me to go next. That's the only thing. Yeah, thanks. I think if after <laughs> you gone, I would have just, uh, just hung up the boots and, and called it a night. <clears throat> so, yeah, mine's, mine's a little bit different. Um, but I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start from the exterior. I'm gonna start from the walk up, from the second you're in Toy Story Land, and you're walking up, and it has to do with something that was at Hollywood Studios, but I thought was never done correctly, but could have been absolutely fantastic. And the exterior is Pizza Planet, which is an actual physical restaurant. The whole ground floor has the games. Has uh, it's identical to what you see in the movies, the claw machine where you can actually win the aliens. Um, you know, you can get pizza, you can get you know your your normal fast food per se that you get at a quick service restaurant at Disney property. But right beside the entrance to the restaurant, you'll have the queue. The queue is going to bring you straight in and straight upstairs, where you'll wrap all the way around the building, and you'll be able to look down into the restaurant, into the game room, and see all that. Now, after you go through the restaurant part, it's going to lead you into the next room, which is going to be themed after Al's Toy Barn. So you're surrounded by toys. You're going down toy aisles, which will have retro toys from the 90s um, and, and, and early 2000s. And also, that's the first time you're going to have some interactive video games for kids and adults both to play as you're waiting in the queue. Things like uh, touch screens, things like where you play the claw game. And you play, you fight Zerg. Um, things like it's Rex's Run, where you guide Rex as he runs through a toy-based prehistoric game. Um, and as the queue ends, you enter your next room, and above the room, above the the door, it says, "Make yourself a toy." 
Almost like they do in Pandora now, where you can make yourself an avatar. You know, it shrinks you down, and, and uh, uh, as far as a physical avatar, you can actually buy that there. Well, this is make yourself a toy, but it's not quite the same thing. The doors will open, and you'll enter a small room. And then on the screen, Woody talks to you through your mission as he asks for your help in defeating the evil Dr. Porkchop. Woody counts down until lights flash, and you're hit with air, and the room begins to move. Because the room is actually transporting you because it's a working elevator to take you down to where the ride vehicles are located. Now, when the doors open, you are now the size of a toy. You're no longer the size of a human, you're the size of a toy. And everything around you is the size of a toy as well. Now, let's get into the ride vehicles. So you enter a room where there are ride vehicles you sit on like you would a horse. Uh, Think of a lot like Flight of Passage in Pandora. You would straddle the ride vehicle, and um, it actually uh, physically has, though, a saddle and reins. And as you enter um, and you you take your place, shoulder bars come down against your back to to keep keep you locked in place. Now, each ride vehicle only is going to accommodate one person. And you sit in what almost looks like a cubicle. So with Flight of Passage, you could see everyone in the room with you. But with this, you can't see anyone next to you. You go in, you go into your cubicle, and that's where that's that's where you're going to be for the duration of the attraction. So it has walls on three sides. One in front, one on the right, one on the left. Now, after the stra- restraints are checked, the ride's ready to begin, and the room goes completely dark. Now, the ride itself. Woody's Roundup is what we're calling it. And it starts playing with a small screen in front of you as a black and white Woody asks for your help to save some of his friends from the evil Dr. Porchon. So he looks at you and as he says, you ready, partner? Lights flash and you're surrounded by screens. The ride vehicle beneath you comes alive as you are on the back of the horse. So it's galloping, it's moving, you can feel it breathing. Um... And you enter the opening of a canyon, which is the opening scene of the ride. And that's when you start to interact some of the Toy Story characters we've known to love. But as you know, like, with Andy's imagination, you always have uh, characters we love that are also play bad guys in his imagination. That's what you are. You're in Andy's imagination right now. And so, Slinky Dog comes down and he creates a force field that you can't cross. And this is the first time you see Buzz as he appears and he lifts Slinky out of the way as you gallop underneath. Now, the biggest thing is, who are you going to save? You hear Bo Peep in the distance, yelling for help, and you go to rush to her side to save your girl, Bo Peep. When you arrive, though, she's not there. It's a walkie-talkie. And you realize the edge of the cliff the walkie-talkie's sitting on and you're on now starts to give out beneath you. And as you fall and your horse that you're on, you know, leans forward and the air is rushing into your face, you think you're doomed. But, just as you're falling, Jesse lassos you and brings you back to safety. Now, you, Jesse, Buzz, all ride together. Uh, you, Jesse, Woody, and Buzz all ride together because you're part of this. You're not Woody. You're, you're part of this, this, this foursome now. Uh, ride together towards the evil Dr. Porkchop 
who is having his alien henchman hold Bo Peep hostage by the claw. As Buzz and Jesse fight the evil Dr. Porkchop, you and Woody leap over and dodge alien henchmen and crazy monkeys. Which we're going to see in another ride, it looks like. <laughs> and right, right as you save Bo Peep, you hear, you hear a voice who yells, Andy's coming. Everyone falls over as you now find yourself in Andy's room. And as Andy walks in, with, uh, in, Woody looks at you and whispers, Thanks, partner. Couldn't have done it without you. Behind Andy, Buster, the dog, walks in and looks at you. He gives you one big lick as his tongue covers the entire screen, and water shoots on you, and you smell dog breath. <laughs> Everything goes black, and the ride ends. Of course, as with any great Disney attraction, you always exit through the gift shop, Al's Toy Barn gift shop. And that cool, is my man. attraction. Yeah, uh, I love it. I, I, that'd be a lot of that would be a lot of fun, awesome. man. Especially if you're incorporating even half of what um, Flight of Passage is. Right? Yeah. Are you kidding me? That, that'd be a fantastic ride. Because I'll tell you what, I'm more of a Toy Story fan than I am a Avatar fan. I'd be all over this. They've ride. already created the ride vehicle. I mean, that's easy to do. So now you just instead of yep. having the one screen in front of you, you have the screens on on three sides, and so you're completely involved with the 3D glasses, of course. Uh, completely yeah. enveloped where anywhere you look left right you know right ahead you've got that uh, you've got that experience going on around you so and then you put in some uh, put in some air and you put in some water and and really make it that 4d experience so yeah that's kind of what me and the little one came up with I she would throw things out and I would make them work nice. and, and yeah it was a lot yeah. of fun but Mike you know Very this cool. this was your idea and 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 it's been awesome but we're ready to hear what you are going to bring to the new Toy Story Land in 2018. I put a lot of thought into this, like I was saying. And I, like you, I put a lot of detail into what the outside was going to be, what the queue waiting area was going to be, and how the ride was going to play out, how the story was going to be. So being at the new Avatar Land has been such a success. And we know that with Toy Story Land opening, it's going to be a long wait. And Toy Story is going to be very popular for very long. It's multi-generational. So we're going to have long wait times, especially because Hollywood Studios hasn't had that much for a long time. So important to me is the outside area. The, the outside waiting queue, similar to how Avatar has a large outside waiting area and a huge inside waiting area, I wanted the outside area to be similar to i'm going to compare these to a lot of existing rides already i want to i wanted the outside to be similar to the star tours ride so when you're at the star tours ride they had that large the uh the ad ad outside and they have the endor where they have all the trees and the coverage because you're in florida and it's hot in florida 11 months out of the year i want there to be some good shade outside while you're in the outside area so i want the Larger than life toys. I want the 30 foot uh, slinky dogs. I want the 30 foot pigs. I want the 30 foot Rex. I want, I want them, I want you to walk through and be intertwined by all of that. Possibly have the army men there with the plants and have shade from the plants. This way, while you're outside, it's not that bad waiting. You get a little bit of shade, have a couple of water fountains. Uh, this way, you don't mind if, you, if you're stuck out there. Uh, as you go through the queue and you start to enter the ride, the actual building for my ride is going to be just this plain old warehouse. doesn't need to be anything spectacular. But what I want as you walk into the ride, I want uh, Woody's shoes. I want them in a V-shape. And I want it to say Andy on it. 
And I also want outside, as you go to walk in, or even just to the side of the building, I want the big claw machine with all of the little green Martians outside. And one of the things that I think is great about the Nemo ride is that at the Nemo ride, they have those, the, the penguins outside, that, I'm sorry, the seagulls outside that are always going, mine, mine, mine. Everybody loves that and you get it stuck in your head. So I want that claw ride outside there so you can take pictures you can get little videos of the you know the, the claw and you know maybe have the claw drop every once in a while and have them say we've been chosen you know with their little voices so i want that to be incorporated outside the ride now that you're inside the ride and you pass your woody shoes uh and you're now in the building I want this to be the most interactive queue you've ever been. Because like I said, this is going to be long wait times. You're talking two hours. And if you, this is going to be a ride with kids. So if you're going to have this ride with kids, you got to keep them entertained. And if you can keep them entertained, you'll have happy parents. So I want huge, large touchscreens. And if you've ever been on the Winnie the Pooh ride, the Winnie the Pooh ride has those uh, touchscreens where you can move the honey around and all that kind of stuff. So I want a lot of the touch screens to be games you can play as you're getting through to your ride similar to like you were saying like you wanted some i want the old retro stuff i'd like right right one of the things i'd love to see was i'm sure we've all had it it's that bald-headed guy that's on a cardboard piece of paper and they give you that little magnet and you'd have to drag the hair and uh you know they always had pictures of what the guy looked like but you could never get him to look like that it was just a mush of hair right it was ridiculous so i want one of you know those kind of old school toys we used to have maybe some of those little water bubble toys we used to press the button and the rings used to shoot up any of those mm-hmm. things just to keep the kids busy uh maybe some trivia so that's how I, that's how i want my setup going into the ride to be uh, now you're finally going through into your ride, and I want my ride vehicle to be similar to the ride vehicle in the dinosaur ride. And if you've ever ridden the dinosaur ride, it's it's like an open pickup truck. It's got three. It's got uh, four uh, three rows with four people in each row, so it takes twelve passengers total. But instead of being just an off-road truck, I want it to be the Pizza Planet truck because that Pizza Planet truck is an absolute ideal typical. It's been in every Pixar movie, and there's, there's, a, there's a bunch of things about that. If you look online, it's been in movies like Brave, Wally, uh, Up. The, the, the only Pixar movie that it hasn't been in was The Incredibles, believe it or not. And they could have put it in so many spots, they just chose not to. But uh, So you're going to sit in the Pizza, the Pizza Planet truck. The purpose of my ride is going to be the R. Lee Ermey, who we all know as Gunny from... Full Metal Jacket is going to be the narrator for the show. And what you're going to be is, he's going to have a lost soldier somewhere. And you're going to be on a mission to help find his lost toy and his lost soldier. So you're going to travel with with Gunny, or you know the uh, the uh, Green Army man, the head guy, and you're going to you're going to take a journey on this uh, dinosaur ride, similar to the dinosaur ride, all going through the Toy Story area, it's Toy Story era. So you're going to go from the first room is going to be Sid's, Sid's, Sid's room, and Sid's going to be in the room, and he's going to be larger than life, and he's going to have the magnifying glass, he's going to try and burn you guys, you're going to have smoke coming out from under the car, you're going to feel the heat while you're in there, then he's going to be narrating the whole way, so obviously the army men's not in that room, so you got to find the next room, so you're going to be going through Al's toy barn, and, and Zerg's going to try and get you, and Al's going to try and grab you. Then once you get out of that room, you'll be by Lotso, and the baby's going to be coming after you, and it's going to be all of these... Not stressful situations, but situations that you got to escape from. And uh, the sergeant is going to finally get to the to the last point where you're actually mission accomplished. You found your lost soldier, no man left behind, and uh, and that's how my ride's going to end. 
So that's pretty much it. That's what I was thinking. I'd go for my Toy Story ride. It'd be awesome. Very cool. I like that we all three kind of chose different ride vehicles too. Right. You know, right. it's not at, at first when you were talking, Jason. I thought, oh no, we're in trouble here. Uh, so no, I like that we all three chose different ride vehicles. That's uh, that's really cool. Yeah, I don't I don't see too many of that. You know that that dinosaur ride vehicle is a pretty good ride. I don't want it to be as bumpy and as jerky, herky jerky as that ride is because that, that ride could be a pain in the neck sometimes. Literally, uh, if you have any kind of back ailment. So I want it to be the same type of ride vehicle, but I just don't want it to be as violent. But I want to have some slow spots, some fast spots, and that, that's how I want the uh, the vehicle to go through the ride. We all had similar concepts, but completely different rides. So it was great that we came out to that. Uh, Justin, what are you looking forward to most to seeing in the Toy Story Land? Uh, you know, for me, it's, it's, I'm hoping that they stick to a lower ride height requirement for everything because the one thing they did, which I always thought was really weird was over in animal kingdom, you know, they put dino land in, which was supposed to be a, a kid's area, but then you put in an attraction that takes 48 inches to, to ride. And I always thought that's kind of strange. So I'm really hoping they stick to stick to attractions that are 44 or less, um, which I know for a lot of parents, they don't really care because they, their kids are easily 44 inches. Mine, my five-year-old's the size of a three-year-old. So she's, you know, it's a little harder and she's, but she has the adventurous spirit of a 10-year-old. You know, she's ready to jump on everything and just, it kind of breaks her heart whenever she can't do it. So I'm hoping like Slinky Dog Slide is 44 or less because, have you guys seen it? Have you guys been back, uh, t- either taken the bus or seen aerial views of that uh, roller coaster? Yeah, when we were there on our last trip, they were doing a test run of it. They were doing, uh, so I saw it, we were back there, and I'm excited for it. I don't know what the height requirement's going to be, but it looks like it's going to be a great ride. Yeah, I, and I, I, I think that it's going to be really, really interactive and really, really uh, um, over the top, you know, as far as kind of what you were saying, with what you wanted with your ride, Mike, mm-hmm. you know, with the larger-than-life um, uh, boots and and blocks and all that to where you just feel like you're completely enveloped in Toy Story. But um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm really excited for that, and uh, I'm really hoping to see a restaurant pop in that's not a quick service. I mean, how cool would that be to go to a restaurant that's that's Toy Story based? Yeah, that Pizza Planet that was there before was great, but you know it was it was okay pizza. So to have mm. to have something that was like yeah, it was a quick serve place. It was okay. It could have been a lot better, but it served its purpose, and it was good for what it was. You know what? It kind of reminds me of Tony's. Yeah. Like, great location. I mean, it's it's there. It's there, still there. It's Rizzo's now. But great location. Could have been an awesome concept if the food was just just good. Right. Jason, what are you, what are you thinking? You know, I'm, I'm listening to you guys talk, and I think my biggest thing is, is I, I want Disney to not half do it i don't because because avatar was was done uh they're in the mix of doing star wars right now along with toy story land i don't want them to hurry it up and 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 not give it what it deserves because the toy story franchise is an incredible franchise i want immersion now i know i'm not going to get it on the level of star wars but at least have have some areas where I can be immersed and and let me let me feel like I am in Toy Story Land and 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 that's my biggest concern is is 
Disney's just going to hurry it up to get it done and not stick that time into the details that it deserves. I hope I'm wrong. Yeah, I'm excited for that area. Uh, I'm excited for the Star Wars area. I'm going to be happy to go back to that park again. You know, it's it's become a, a quick park to go to. You kind of go because you have to go. Uh, I'd hate to go to Disney on a trip and not go to Star. You know, to see uh, go on Star Tours. I mean, I'm a huge Star Wars fan, so I'm really excited about the Star Wars land coming. But I know that's a little far off. I don't want them to rush it either. So like you were saying. Put, put the time and effort into it. If they do as good a job with the Toy Story Land as they did with the new Pandora Land, I'll be extremely happy because the Pandora Land is great. Uh, it was worth the wait. I'm not, a, I'm not an Avatar fan. I'm not a Pandora fan. I didn't like any of that kind of stuff, but I love the area. And when we go to Animal Kingdom, the Flight of Passage is going to be a must-do ride. There is no way I'm going to go and not do that ride. And for someone who didn't even like the movie, I, I saw the movie, didn't like it. But I would definitely do that ride over and over again. So I hope they put the same kind of time and effort into the Toy Story because it has the possibility of being fantastic uh, as they did into the Avatar. You know, when you walk into a carnival or a fair and you will will see a ride that will mimic, it'll be a knockoff of of, of a Disney ride or it'll be a knockoff of, of a ride, right? And what they're doing is is they're telling the kid that, yeah, come ride this. This is Cinderella's... Uh, royal roller coaster you know it's official um so the kid wants to believe that it is i don't want to walk into there and have it be uh just a carnival atmosphere where they're trying to convince me that it's that it's toy story land what i want to do is i want disney to do what disney can do the best in the world is when i walk into this this land i want to look at my wife and go we are in toy story land this is amazing, and I, I know I'm, I'm, I'm. You know what? I'll back that up. I don't even think I'm really asking for a lot because I, I really think that this franchise deserves um, that. So I'm, I'm super excited for it. And like Mike, what you just said about Pandora, after experiencing Pandora, I got so excited for Toy Story Land and Star Wars because this is the potential that Disney has. This is the new bar that was set. So bring it. I'm excited for it. Well, I tell, I tell, you know, the way I feel about Hollywood studios right now, it's like, I feel like I've been broken up with multiple times. I feel like (laughs) it's just like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like, Oh, I've invested time in this. It's gone. I've invested time in this. It's gone. I'm hoping toy story and Star Wars are kind of like almost getting engaged and married. You know, it's like, oh, you know, this is okay. I can get on board with this. And then Star Wars brings it in. You're like, I'm, I'm, I've bought in for the rest of my life. Um, but yeah, I think, I think we're in for a, a, a fun experience. I don't, you know, is it going to be an over the top like Pandora? Does it lend itself to that as far as floating mountains, things like that? I don't know. You know, James Cameron had such a, such a such a hand in that um but I, man i tell you i'm so excited for that to open because it's just been too long that that park i mean we're going on two years now that that things have just been ripped away from us let me ask you this all right in honesty yeah. if flight of passage was taken out of pandora how much time would people spend there you spend, ten mi- you, well, you spend ten. You spend ten minutes. You you would, right. you would go to see it at you know. But, but here's the thing: even with it being as beautiful as it is, and I enjoy it, 
we still only spend maybe a half hour. Exactly. Well, and that's the one thing I'm hoping, because there's not enough to do. So, like, with Pandora, it's beautiful. Look, if you haven't been, it's it's the, other than the site of Cinderella Castle walking around the corner, it may be the most beautiful place on property. Uh, but I can't even compare it to anything. It's just, it's it's beautiful. It's a lot of fun to go walk around, but it's one of those things, too, where after you ride the two attractions there, there's nothing else to do. There, you know. So I'm hoping Toy Story, they do what almost they did at um, Dino Land as far as putting in like the carnival type of feel. But I'm almost hoping they don't do cash up front, you know, for those. Like make them fun. Like make them in there, you know. And you have the option, like for certain ones, you can pay to like win prizes. But I'd like to be able to see kids just walk up and go, "I want to play this." You know, and not mom and dad not have to go, here's five dollars, here's five dollars, here's five dollars. You know, make that something to where kids can just be completely, they can shut out the, the outside world completely. There's no, you know, there's no money, which is for Disney to say there's no money is ridiculous. I know that. But still, I would love to see that. Just the name of the franchise alone, Toy Story, leads to, it's a place where you should be able to play with toys. So even if they have the two rides set up, they're going to have the new uh, the Alien Swirling Ride, and they're going to have the uh, Slinky Dog Coaster, which we've all have seen before. Uh, and we've seen the pictures online. There should be stuff to play with there. Now, you were talking about the carnival area in the Dinosaur Land. I absolutely hate that area. I, I feel like you, you invest so much into your vacation, you go into that area, and I feel like I'm being nickel and dimed over there. I don't want to have to lay out another five bucks to shoot a balloon or, or throw a dart or... You, being in New York and you go by Coney Island, it has that Coney Island cheap feel where they're trying to shake you down for a couple of bucks. I don't like that. I don't like that type of feel. I don't like that type of feel when I'm in the park. I want to feel magical. I don't want to feel like they're shaking me down for another five bucks or another ten bucks or I got to tell my kid no or I got to tell this kid no or I got to hear a kid crying and complaining because they didn't get this. So I, I hope they don't go that route of the carnival, but I want them to have interactive toys to play with, and I want them to have more interactive things to do while you're down there so that you're immersed in the area. So you spend a little bit more time than the half an hour you would like you would in Avatar after you've done the two rides and then go. Well, there's there's two points that, that I wanted to drive home was, one, I don't want Disney to tell me I'm in Toy Story Land. I want to feel like I'm in Toy Story Land. You know, and number two... I can't relate to Dino Land. I can't relate to it. Yeah. It's it's not appealing to me. I have no desire for it. I cannot relate to it at all. I can relate to Toy Story. And and I think that's where the excitement level comes with where I can relate to that. I have memories of this. It, the kids watching it with me, you know, even my daughter who's 18 now, you know, the, the, there is a lot, I mean, friends of mine, when I was in a Marine Corps, this came out, um, you know, guys, it, it's an incredible franchise and I can relate to it. So I'm excited about it. No, me too. And, and what do you guys think? I know the one other thing I'd like to see, but I want to hear y'all's opinion. If you're going to put a restaurant there, like a sit down. Sit down restaurant. What what are you what if if you were gonna give me like two or three minutes of just kind of and I'm throwing this at you, like you didn't have this wasn't planned. If you were gonna kind of imagineer a restaurant, what would you do? Mike's probably gotta go first since he went last. Oh thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you're on the spot a little bit, huh? <sighs> well, obviously I don't want a quick serve because there's plenty of quick serves and quick serves kinda 
you feel cheapened out with the chip with with the uh, quick serve. So I definitely want a sit down restaurant. Uh, obviously, when it come, when you think of Toy Story, you think of the food, and you think of Pizza Planet. But I'm thinking more along the lines of a restaurant based around a particular character. So I'm gonna go with. I don't want to go with Buzz. I'm gonna go with Woody. Like cause I'm being put on the spot here, so I'm kind of thinking this up on the fly. I'm gonna go with Woody, and I'm gonna go with a almost Western type of type of meal, uh, similar to like a Picos Bell, one of those places you would see in Frontierland, but not with the cheap kind of food. I want it with a nice sit-down restaurant. You can have the cast members in, you know, the Woody type outfits, you know, the, like mm-hmm. dressed kind of like as Jesse and kind of dressed as Woody. So I, I want the theming of the restaurant to be Similar to when you watch the Toy Story franchise movies, they give you the background story about Stinky Pete, about Bullseye, about uh, the whole the whole story of what Woody went through and what his story was as, as a as a toy before he became a toy. So I want the restaurant to be a tribute to what his story was. Jason, what would you like your restaurant to be? Well, since you threw me on the spot, guys, I'm going to, um, we're going to villainize it, all right? I'm going to go back to Dr. Porkchop. Dr. Evil Porkchop, okay? Now, hear me out. So, when you guys sit down, it's going to be a sit-down menu. Now, um, I, look, there are a lot of quick service meals that I do enjoy, all right? But this one, I want to be a a sit-down and I want an interaction. Now, if, no, if anybody's ever been inside Trader Sam's, there's little things that happen inside Trader Sam's. It's an adult beverage uh, bar that um, bring the patrons to, um, uh, to interact, interact with each other, interact with what's going on around them, okay? So, uh, like for example, let me, let me just say that um, we'll have, now I'm just on the fly here, but I would like to have the monkeys, like have it where pork, pork chop will come out and um or even just you'll hear them and then you'll see the the monkeys the um the barrel of monkeys mm-hmm. on a, like a pulley system scoot across the um the top of the thing you know just to give you uh nice. some interaction there um maybe have the cast members that are your waitress or waiters uh you know guide you into you know uh, monkeys get out of here i mean you know something so we can get the kids involved all i can picture justin is like your daughter you know bring more chicken bring more chicken you know Uh, it's you know getting the kids involved where they're excited about it and um you know incorporate sit in there somehow or um let's just let's just villainize it on the outside but keep it safe and um uh toy story uh hero on the inside um, and what I mean by that is, like, your table and your wait staff are the good guys, and we're all on the same team, and then everything around the restaurant is going to be the, the, the villain side of it. And I don't mean scary villain either. I just mean villain. I think that's what I would go with. As far as the food menu itself, um, whew, that, I don't know. That's uh, that's that's iffy. I, I'm just thinking more like uh, American style. I'm thinking um, kind of Liberty Tree Tavern's kind of um yeah. that that kind of uh stuff nothing nothing fancy you know toy story to me is not fancy toy story is something where it's um it's home so definitely go with a home style meal but yeah there's mine on the fly sorry to throw that at you guys yeah, <laughs> right being that you put us on the spot justin what's your choice for a dining res- restaurant oh let's see so but, but you have to but, say it backwards <laughs> but i say it backwards i like it so um Table, uh, no. Um, 
what I what I was kind kind of like see is like almost like a Mrs. Nesbit, like you have the tables, you know, that that almost look like a, a doll's table, you know, and the rooms the room the room is the same as everything else in Toy Story Land, where everything's you're the size of a toy, and you're sitting down with toys, but oh nice, um, yeah, I like but it, it's, but it's a uh, it's it's a character character meal. So you got Woody, you have Jesse, you have Buzz, you have you know you you, I mean, you take your pick. You bring them in. I'd love to see and and then at Halloween you flip it over, and you have all the villains. You have Zerg, Ooh. you have the evil Doctor Porkchop, you know you have you have all, all of them come in. Um, but yeah, and then um, American food. I think uh, Toy Story is is all American. So yeah, so you sit down. And I, I'm thinking American style food as well, like burgers. You could get a steak, chicken, things like that. But no, I'd love to see a character meal inside Toy Story. I mean, how cool would that be that you're sitting there and the toy, like the characters, are their actual size? You know, because everything around you is 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 uh, um, bigger than life anyway. So no, if, if you were to put me on the spot, that that's what I would do. I love it. Imagine Imagineering. If you if you want it, you can have it. That's cool, man. So it was great listening to your guys' restaurant ideas. I think there's some fantastic restaurant ideas. I want to recap on last week's bracket challenge, and we put the boat up to you guys. And as of right now, my pick for the best in-park Disney restaurant was 50's Primetime Cafe, and Jason's pick was the Garden Grill. As of right now, as we're taping the show, Garden Grill has 19 votes, and Primetime Cafe has... 14 votes. So at this moment, I'm, ple- I'm I'm pleased to give Jason the award of you won last week's bracket challenge. Congratulations to you. Uh, they're great restaurants. I love Garden Grill as well, so I'm happy <laughs> to see that win. Uh, I'm a little aggravated that my mother uh, voted against me, but, you know. <laughs> wait, wait, you wait. You need to elaborate and, and also tell them that your mom at this moment is eating at Garden Grill. Yeah, and she, and believe it or not, she went there on my recommendation. So that's how much I like the place because they happen to be down at the Polynesian this week, and uh, they're eating at the Garden Grill. First time eating there, and they're loving it. And she and she's eating in fifties because she's eaten there with us before. And she picked Garden Grill over fourteen. So I was betrayed by my mother, but it was worth it because Jason had a good pick, and I would definitely go with the Garden Grill. Nice, nice. I like it. That's, <laughs> that's good luck at Thanksgiving this yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not going. Yeah, <laughs> you boycott it. You be there, man. She, she'll got to buy one less turkey now. <laughs> um, awesome, man. Well, I tell you, let's let's let uh, after so watching you two last week go back and forth about about your restaurants. The one thing it left me was insanely hungry, and uh, I know there's one place that I can go to where I'm I'm going to be able to fill whatever food need I have, and that's the cooking wookie. So let's take a second. And, uh, and talk about the cooking wookie. The weather is changing, and soon, instead of basking in warm rays, we'll find ourselves freezing on the surface of Hoth. As we crave something warm and hearty to fill our hunger, a wookie arrives to save the day. But not any wookie, the cooking wookie. This week, our friend at the cooking wookie is whipping up shepherd's pie. As he walks us through each step, we realize with this wookie, we will never go hungry. So make sure to visit the cooking wookie at facebook.com backslash. The Cookin' Wookie. Or you can find the link to his site and delicious recipes at www.disneydadspodcast.com. Make sure and check him out 
because no one wants a mad Wookiee. Now back to the show. So listen, guys, this was a great episode this week. I really enjoyed hearing your fantasy-type rides. I had a good time. Uh, me and my daughter were able to talk about this. This was something that we came up with together. Uh, I'm sure someday there'll be Imagineers listening to our show, and they'll take what we're saying and maybe incorporate some of what our ideas are. Uh, to end the night, Jason, Justin, guys, give me your final thoughts. How would you like the episode tonight? You know, Mike, I had an absolute blast with this. This was fun all the way around. Let's not forget to offer our invite or extend that invite to um, our listeners uh, that we want to hear their Imagineer stories. We want you to email them to us or we want you to call them in. And and I think we got, what do we got, a 30-second limit on the call, Justin? Do you know? Uh, that I don't know. Well, you guys give us, if you want to call in, give us a brief um, a brief rundown of your ride that you guys imagineered with your family. We would love to hear them, and we want to showcase them. We want to get your guys' stuff out there. Yeah, I tell you, if, if, if there's one thing I want to take away from this week, it's the word family. And the reason for that was because Mike's idea of, of imagineering this ride was uh, was an excuse for me to sit down with Riley and to spend time as a family thinking about um, something we both are passionate about, and that's Disney. And we really enjoyed it, and even though there were times we, the five-year-old and I butted, butted heads on, on where we were going to go, and of course I lost, um, we, you know, it, it, was, it was just a lot of fun. And it, if you're looking for something fun at the dinner table to do, take your favorite parts of Disney and talk about how you would change them, how you would how you would make them better in your eyes for your family, and uh, and yeah, I just want to thank you guys for for this week, and I want to thank all the uh, all of our our friends and family um, for listening and spending time with us. Uh, I know you're busy throughout your week, but uh, but we really appreciate you taking the time to to join us each week as we dive a little deeper into uh, our Disney passion. So something new we want to do uh, that I, I think is really cool because. What I really enjoy, I don't know about you guys, but what I really enjoy is like middle of the day, popping my phone open, you know, turning on Facebook and seeing these awesome pictures of our friends and our family, our Disney family down either at Disney or how they're keeping at Disney in their life every day. So what we want to do is we want to uh, kind of go around and just pick our favorite um, pictures from the week. And I, I want to go first. Um with Jessica Johnson, she posted a picture of the Main Street Fire in the Main Street Fire Station, and uh, her husband is a fireman. And her husband, his his patch uh, from his fire station is still displayed in the Main Street Fire Station, and her daughter is uh, is sitting there pointing at it. And I, I think that's so cool that Disney recognizes our heroes, our first responders, our military. And, uh, and that picture really uh, just made me smile and made me really happy this week. And I'm, I was really, uh, really happy she posted that and was able to share that with us. So, uh, Mike, what about you? What, what's, what's your favorite picture been this week? Uh, my favorite picture, we had a lot of great Halloween pictures, but I'm going with Kathleen Bryan Smiley from San Marcos, California. Posted a picture of his daughter and in a Minnie Mouse costume. And it's great to see him starting him so young because she's probably about... Uh, a year old, and it's great to see them starting a Drizzy tradition with their family at an early age. That's really cool. Yeah, I saw it. She's adorable. She's so cute. 
Jason, how about you? Guys, this is so hard. When we we decided to do this, and and I'm I'm looking back at all these amazing pictures. I mean, you have people that shared their like like the Schultz family. Uh, there, uh, uh, you know, I'm just going down. We got um, um, Stephen. Uh, was it Guti? Is that how he's? I mean, I, Goody, I know yeah. Stephen. Um, he's from Louis. He's from Louisville. He's yeah, from Louisville, Monaco, Kentucky. Yeah. Um, yeah. Daughter is gorgeous. Um, there's so many awesome pictures, but I think the one that stuck out with me is um, uh, Craig McFarlane and his family picture. And the reason I love this one so much is because his um, that little TikTok was just uh, I'll tell you what it was. It was really cool. Um, I mean, Craig, look, you got a great looking family. Um, uh, Good on you. I want to say all your guys' pictures that you posted. I can't. I can't even love them enough. You know, when I put a love icon on the picture, I mean, I absolutely love it. And thank you so much for uh, putting it out there for us. But Craig, you got my vote this time. Yeah, guys, keep keep it coming. We love it. I mean, it's just we when we're away from Disney, we live vicariously through you guys. And it's not just when you're at Disney. It's it's how you're keeping at Disney every day. And so. Keep the pictures coming. We love seeing you, your family, and there's something about having positivity and having positive thoughts every single day that um, will, will make you smile. So, so post the pictures, interact with us, and and we look forward to seeing more of you in the future. That's for sure. Well, guys, it was a great episode this week. I was really happy to do the Imagineering with you guys. Uh, we enjoyed all your pictures we saw this week from our Disney family. Uh, we're enjoying uh, all of the interaction you guys have given with us. Uh, we want to we keep it up. We want to see you. Please, if you want links to our uh, social media, you can go on our www.disneydadspodcast.com is our website. And that has all the links to all of our social media from Instagram to Twitter. But definitely join our Facebook group because we're very active on our Facebook group and we enjoy seeing your pictures. So... We want to hear from you guys also. You know, we enjoy putting the wishes at the end of the show. So give us a call at 317-WDW-DADS, 317-939-3237. We want to hear your children's wishes. You can play it for them, hear it on the show, and uh, keep it Disney in the house. All of us here at the Disney Dads, we had a great time with you guys tonight. We enjoy next week's episode. Guys, have a good night. Jason. Good night, night, guys. Have a good Good week. See you then. stars are born... They possess a gift or two. One of them is this. They have the power to make a wish come true. So what's your wish? Starlight, star bright. First I wish to be a careful one at Christmas. I wish I may, I wish I might. Have the wish I wish tonight. We'll make a wish and do as dreamers do. From Mike, Justin, and myself, we want to say thank you and remember. Always keep it Disney. And they all live happily ever after. Each of us has a dream. 
a heart's desire. It calls to us, and when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Hey everybody, this is Jason, and this is kind of a small Easter egg at the end of the session here. And I'm actually doing this for you, Justin. The epitome of our podcast was family, like you said before. And once something's digital, it's out there forever. So I went ahead and I took the audio of you making the ride with Riley, and we made it official. And I wanted to add it at the end of this podcast because it was really special. And it was something that you deserved. So it can live forever and nobody can ever take that away from you so this one's for you pal all right so this week we're designing what kind of ride um a toy story ride a toy story ride and are you excited about toy story land opening next year yeah yeah so you just watched Toy Story. Who are some of your favorite characters? Buzz and Woody and um, Little Bo Peep. And Little Bo Peep? Cool. Well, here's what I was thinking. Is we could probably um, do something to where we're with Buzz and Woody and we're trying to save somebody. Who should we try to save? Maybe uh, Buzz and Woody. Yeah, but who, who, if, we're, if we're helping Buzz and Woody, who should we try to save that might be in trouble? Woody, what if we try to save like um, who? Who was your other your favorite character? You said Buzz, Buzz, and um, Woody and Little. Oh, so you think Buzz and Woody? We should try to save. Uh, I think we should save Little Bo Peep. Cool, I like that idea, and uh, maybe we should have it to where we're riding something what let's see woody is a cowboy so what kind of animal would woody ride uh a horse a horse do you know woody's horse's name it's bullseye bullseye yeah uh so what if we what if we did something like this what do you think you tell me what you think what oh go ahead like well, when we get into the ride we should sit like in a ch- in a chair and then like it looks like a pencil and then we're going to and then we're gonna sit down and then we're gonna watch and then like we're gonna have guns and then we're gonna try to shoot um, the bad guys oh okay all right I see what you're saying so maybe we should do something like this maybe we should ride on like what would be a horse so like we have our own horse yeah but guess what what um, uh, so when we shoot the bad guy we're trying so when we see um so when we see little peep we um we shoot her and then she comes into our um like she comes into our box yeah but we can't shoot little bo peep she's like the one of the one of the good people you yeah, know but um like so there's a good laser and a bad laser 
Mm-hmm. So like you shoot the you shoot the good laser onto little bow peep, and then you get a bunch of little bow peeps, and you gotta try to get ten, mm-hmm. and then you and. And then um, if you're in the bad side, then the bad guys, you got to get 11 bad guys. Okay, so let's think about it like this. Let's think about if the if we're riding a horse, we're riding like Bullseye, right? And yeah. we're helping William, yeah. we're helping Buzz, and we're going to um, save Little Bo Peep and the sheep. Yeah. Who should be the bad... the three sheep. The three sheep. We're going to save the three sheep. Who should be the bad guy? Do you think it should be the evil Dr. Porkchop? No. No. I think it should be um the robot guy. The ro- oh, the evil emperor Zerg? Yeah, Zerg. Ooh, maybe. Maybe we could fight Zerg. Yeah, let's do Zerg. Yeah, what if we did this? What if we had different rides for each time you rode? Um Like what if one time you rode you fight Zerg, but then a different time, you might fight someone completely different. Yeah, like, how about this? How about, like, when we sit in the cat, when we sit in, when we sit on him? Mm-hmm. On the horse? We, yeah, on the horse, we go, dun, 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 and, and then we, um, come, and then, and then we, um, and then, so, like, there's, um, so, like, there's, like, it's you, so, um, you got 3D glasses on. Yeah, I like that. And then it's your, like, it's you, and then, like, you know our, like, door thing at, like, our garage? Yeah. That opens up? See this little, like, polar chain? Yeah. That, that we should have, ma- um, our, our glasses should be in matching glasses. Yeah. And then, um, we can look and then we could see our hands up and on up on that little tiny thing yeah and then because like our hands are touching it because you're flying up on it oh cool so you think we should all be in our own room like we have our own room we go into and there's just screens all the way around us and we're wearing 3d glasses yeah and then like so like there's no screen and then so like there's no screen Uh when you get there and then it's kind of like um uh, what's it called again? Um, like figment? No, no. The other one, like, it's like um, who's what's um, um, like um, Peter Pan, the Peter Pan show. Uh-huh. Like when they're, but it's gonna be different. There's gonna be no screens, and then you're gonna be like, it's gonna be like floating. Oh. Up, and you see a bunch of like things. Okay. Like, down. Yeah. Yeah, like. Remember we were flying and then we saw, and, oh, then, yeah. and then we were riding at the tippity top and we saw like pirates. Mm-hmm. We should do like um, we should do what about Pete's and Zergs? Mm-hmm. So like we could shoot the Zerg, yeah, and then we could shoot the little old Peep. Yeah, so it could be like a pattern, like um, little old Peep Zerg, little old Peep Zerg. What about Peep, sir? Gotcha. Okay. Well, what if we did something like this? What if when it all starts, we're in our own little room. You don't see any screens. You're just in a room. And all of a sudden, there's a flash of light. And you are you are in um, Woody's... Uh, you're, you're helping Woody and Buzz. You're in, you're in Andy's imagination like he's playing... And you're trying to either defeat Zerg or you're trying to defeat the evil Dr. Porkchop with all the monkeys, the barrel monkeys go. I want it to be 
be Zerg. You want it to be Zerg? Okay, okay. Uh, um, uh, can I tell the people something? Sure, go ahead. Um, uh, we love doing this. It's so much fun. Yeah, it is a lot of fun, isn't it? Yeah. I like spending time with you doing it. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. So, so cool. We're going to do a ride where we're riding a horse. Family <laughs> Bullseye, and we're helping yep. Woody and Buzz. Oh, I got another idea. Sure, I love hearing them. So, we should, like, um, so there should be some scary parts. So, Ooh, like, like, what kind of scary parts? Like, so, like, you know, Splash Mountain, like, has, like, a big, that mountain. Yeah. And then you, like, go down really fast, yeah. and then you get splashed. Yeah. I think we should do that. I think ours, ours should be a water ride. You think it should be a water ride? This has changed completely from our original idea. Yeah, I want it to be a water ride. So, like, um, we could go up, and then we could go, <laughs> and then we'll go, yeah. and then splash really hard, and, you'll get, and everywhere it will get so wet. Yeah. Well, we'll have to talk about it a little more, but I just thought it'd be fun for us to jump on here and record something together. And to talk a little bit about our no, ride. No, keep telling. Keep telling? Yeah. Well, it's almost your bedtime. But I want to keep talking. <laughs> well, we'll go for a couple more minutes, okay? Okay. So, so, at the very end, I have this awesome idea. Let's see what you think. Oh, okay. So, you've been... No, no, no. This is not the end yet. I'm still going to talk. Okay. So, I think we'll almost... So, after... The ride, they're like, oh my, you could go like, if you want to go again, you could go like, you could go like, zoom, and then you could go really fast, and then, and then you'll run past people, and mm-hmm. then you'll go in, and then you will get on one, and then you go, dun, 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 dun. yeah, like you're riding a horse. Yep, and then there will be music out and go. Dun, 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 dun. What music? Speaking of music, what music do you think we should play on our song or on our ride? Hmm, maybe it should be. It's like a uh, Toy Story song you really like. Oh, you got a friend of me. You got a friend of me. I hope you don't come by. Side. Yeah, you making up words now? <laughs> I forgot it. <laughs> it's okay. Well, and let's uh, let's do this. We have to we have to wrap no, up. No, you no, and I. No, um, uh, and then um, every time there should be like um, uh, one of our characters like Goofy. You're gonna put Goofy in the Toy Story ride? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. They could tell stuff, and then they like at the very end they could tell stuff, and then they could say bye now. So um, like, see you real soon. Yeah. So um, so what's this? So this so. So, so, um, Mickey says, well, bye now. And then, um, Goofy says, whoop, I think it's time to go. I like that. Well, buddy, I want to thank you. You've, you've been a lot of help doing our ride together, and I've had a lot of fun with you. Thanks. Do you want to say your last thing? Oh, yeah, the very end. See what you think about this. So, at the end, all of a sudden, you hear the the toy soldiers go, Andy's coming, Andy's coming. And right at the very end, we kind of, everything stops, and we're real still, and then um, uh, uh, Andy's dog walks in and just licks the screen, and water kind of shoots up in our face. Yeah. You like that? All right, buddy. Well, I want to thank you. You've been a lot of help with with, uh, designing this ride. You know that? Yeah. Yeah, and I love you very much. Guys, I'll tell you the number. You want No, you just want to tell everybody bye? Yeah, bye. Yeah, you want to tell everybody have a good day? 
Have a good day. Say, I'll talk to you real soon. Talk to you real soon. Actually, good night.